0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Scorpios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Deep down the left field line, right at bat for Hernandez, and it's a three-run bomb into the second deck.
1: And uh, he has come in and given up four runs in a hurry.
2: That's right. That was Dick Bramer, Fox Sports North on the call. Adalberto Mejia did not have the prettiest of outings. Uh, I think we're going to talk about that today on the Score North Twins show. I'm Derek Wetmore. I'm joined by Judd Zolgat and Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. Boys, uh, this is a pretty good Twins team. It's why it's kind of disappointing to see the bullpen let a couple leads go late.
3: I am, uh, I'm perplexed here, Derek Wetmore.
1: <laughs> because here we go, here we go. Well, Yeah,
3: he's no. like rubbing his hands together no. here we, here
1: we go. go here goes jed love it
3: i'm perplexed because last night last night i'm at home and i'm watching um you, you won't be surprised by this playoff hockey on my main tv I'm and shocked. then and then i've got you know fox sports north on my computer and i'm watching the twins nice little comeback right cj crone a second I home know, run in two bomb. days yeah. it's a bomb but you're thinking to yourself okay you know what home game Nondescript Toronto team, certainly not a, a, a competitive juggernaut in the Jays. A team of who he play for. Yeah, which, which by the way, <laughs> you, Detroit was too. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but anyway, I'm perplexed because because I went to the game on Sunday against Detroit, as did you, and we both saw the bullpen yeah. in various facets start to melt down. A <laughs> little bit. And then I wrote, you know what, Let's let's stop with this. Go get Craig Kimbrell. He's sitting out there. His his There's very good, reliable reporters saying his asking price has come down. This is not going to be a massive investment. But you know what? Three years, $45 million is fine. And then last night, the Twins lost a game. And this is not the first game. That they have lost, and, and you know, I know it's April, okay? Because you're going to get the, oh, it's just April. Let's let's wait and see. No, these wins matter, especially yes, in do. a division that is there, yours for the taking, right now. As far as I'm concerned, Cleveland just got swept by Kansas City. All right, mm. so this division, you grab the division by the, you know what's right now. And horns. you take it, yeah, by I the horns. horns. And you, thank you, Derek Wetmore. <laughs> and you take this division, <laughs> and you've got a lineup that I think is pretty doggone good. Yes, and I think that that it's going to be consistently good unless yeah. guys get hurt. This is not going no, to be. No, no, no. I think this, this is, a good is not. Lineup. This is not a one through nine that by June you're going to be like, oh, what happened to April? You've got a starting rotation that has some flaws, but definitely has an ace. Mm-hmm. And last night, Martin Perez. Gave you a hell of a start. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. good. Okay, that's a, that's the a type of start you can't waste. And you have a bullpen that's not a complete dumpster fire, but certainly is asking certain people to do more than they're capable of doing. So go fix it. I'm perplexed. Hmm. What would stop you from fixing those things?
2: Well, and we'll ask. Uh, source tells me that we're getting Glenn Perkins in the second segment of today's show. So stay tuned for that around one
3: twenty, one twenty-five or so. Uh, <laughs> He might
2: be able to help him. You might you might ask him that when uh, we get him on the horn. Yeah,
3: do you want to make the drive into Target? You know what? Target Field will give you the home games only. Perk doesn't have to go to road games. The Roger Clemens deal. Yes. Share with
2: the Astros. Well, we will ask him about what's going on with the bullpen. Is it too early to overreact? Because that's my sense, Judd. And um, let's just get into it. Because I think the Twins thought... Their bullpen would be better than this. We talked about this all offseason. Is it good enough? Are they going to have the horses? Taylor Rogers is a relief ace. And then what? Uh And so far, because who was it on Sunday? Blake Parker walking the tightrope. Trevor Hildenberger a little bit walking the tightrope. He got him out out of the jam. Right. But, I mean, it's dicey. And Taylor Rogers pitched well. So you're like, okay, I can still see the arms, but... I think the Twins thought that Trevor May was going to be a force for them. Maybe Eriberto Mejia, who blew it last night, was going to be a horse for them. He's been awful so far. Hildenberger was going to be a horse for them. And yes. Blake Parker, who came in on a free agent contract. Okay. okay. So I think they thought more highly of their pitching staff than we do currently in this room. I got to say, this isn't uh, time for, in my personal opinion, it's not time to panic. If you didn't think that your team was worth Craig Kimbrell earlier. hmm I don't think anything in the first 13 games has changed my mind. Really? Yeah. And I think your head is going to explode. <laughs> when you let that, why Why let would that you say that? In. Why would you say that? So I'll be clear with my opinion here. If you thought Craig Kimbrell was worth it before, then yeah, like go ahead and do it. Like, the price is not prohibitive to me.
3: But the cost I, and, doesn't and matter. I, and, and I
2: did at that price. Right. I know.
3: Five years, $100 million, no way. Out. I'm out. But if he's come to three, if I can get him right now and sign him in a non-salary cap league. Give him the Wade Davis, three and 52. He is supposedly asking for between that and and um, the, the contract that Zach Britton got, which was what? Three, three and thir- 39, 39? I think. Yeah, okay, so PR. if I can go, if I can get Craig Kimbrell for three years between 45 and 50 million dollars, give me a compelling case not to do it. Well, you and you're look- losing. And by the way, you are losing games that are going to come back sure and oh, bite you agree. in the ass so we this agree. is not this is not to me it's not a, well it's just 13 games and here here's where it's very very simple to me just like i i look at the construction of the lineup right now yeah. and i say i don't think this is a fluke i think if these guys stay healthy they're going to be pretty good and hit right right i don't think this bullpen's flaws are a fluke and and my issue is this in 2019 i think what we need to look at is pitching staff construction so like let's not focus on well there's starters and then there's bullpen guys right okay because because let you know if a guy goes five great now but if he goes four and he's good that's fine too okay so it's basically pitching staff construction and in the back end of that pitching staff you are asking a lot of people to do things that they are just not capable of doing Blake Parker could probably be in your bullpen, I think what they're asking him to do now is too much. It's too much a, a, of a consistent tightrope, and it doesn't need to be. Hmm. So Kimbrel would allow you then to basically take the puzzle and, in my mind, put the pieces in the correct places. I see what you're saying, and so, and right now, you and right now, you're trying to force Blake Parker into a piece of the puzzle that he doesn't fit in. If probably. he's the second
2: best reliever on a staff, yeah, okay, absolutely. So let me take away your number one piece of ammo. I'll grant it to you. We you agree on this one hundred percent, and then. I want to just play devil's advocate here, because I mean, how how easy would it be for us to just jump on the mics, crack them open, and say, "Craig Kimbrell, they've got the money, they should do it." Well, I like that. I, lo- I like how it sounds. All right, we're done. Thanks for listening to the Score North oh, Twin grab Show. That sound bite, that- <laughs> grab that soundbite, <laughs> Manny. Grab that soundbite. Let's play it on all- audiogram. He's Manny Hill and Judd Zolget. I'm Derek Wetmore. Instagram. Saying, let's tweet it. Let's get it you out later. on yeah. So okay. Your piece of evidence from your column, and this is what we talked about on Sunday in like the sixth inning, which, by the way, I have to give you the credit of being the foresight genius that you are, that you sensed panic coming. Your spidey Judd Zolgad sense was tingling on Sunday afternoon. I saw some flaws, yeah. It it was tingling well before anyone else thought this game might be a problem. You were like, I think I'm going to write Kimbrel. And I looked at you kind of like, okay, uh, what? Did he, did he sign somewhere? Or did I miss something? And you're like, no, I just... I think it's time for this team to do something with the bullpen. I'm thinking, okay, here, we're 10, 11 games into the season. What's changed your mind? And here's the point that I agree with that you made in your column. You made it to me that day. This team could have viewed itself in wait-and-see mode this winter. Let's see what Buxton is. Let's see what we get back on Sano. How competitive are we going to be? What are the Indians going to be? I totally understood that strategy. I thought, it's a little passive for my tastes, but I get where you're going, that you're not going to invest all of your – Correct. Eggs in 2019. Now, this looks like go time. This lineup looks like it's going to score runs with the best of them. Nelson Cruz has still got it at 38. Byron Buxton is here. Mitch Garver's on his way to Cooperstown. Like, Williams Astadio, of course, is a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's it's looking good, and I'm not being facetious I, just because I'm exaggerating. This lineup looks legit. Yeah, It looks like they're going to score some runs. I think they can field it okay, especially in the outfield. Infield, I got my questions. Starting staff looks fine. It looks capable. Yes. So to your point that I agree with, if you were in wait and see mode, the first dozen games of this season shows you this team is good. This team has the horses. It has the hitters. And Buxton looks like the Buxton we all hoped he could be. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I would advocate investing in it. But for two other reasons, I would advocate, mm, do we want to pump the brakes on this Craig Kimbrell conversation? And that's this. You look at free agents of the past two, three years, relievers, even at the elite level, Yep. Kenley Jansen, um, Aroldis Chapman, we could maybe throw out of this group. Those are guys that got like five and 85. But the, beyond that, the Wade Davises of the world, the Brandon Morrow's, um, you could go on down the list of the multi year reliever contracts. Most of them look bad right now. Mm-hmm. Even if they were last off season. But they're what though? Greg Holland. I mean three and four year deals for in this forty to fifty million dollars. Okay. They all look regrettable at this point. I mean, even the twins deal, it was small by comparison, but Addison Reed took a two year deal last off season. You'd rather be out of that right now if you could.
3: Well, sure, but but the deals don't cripple you.
2: No, they don't. No, I'm they talking don't. about
3: crippling. I'm not signing crippling deals. Sure, but three and fifty is, or three and forty-five, a, or whatever. It's, it's a healthy investment. It's but a It's a big deal, but it's not a crippling. Move. It's a
2: big deal, and the other reason that I would say let's pause before we rush to the window and say cash our check, please, Mister Kimbrell. See you in Minneapolis tomorrow. Get your physical done and pitch tomorrow night. Uh-huh. Is does it worry you at all that last year declined a little bit? I know he's only 30, so I'm not saying his career is done. And the World done. Series
3: was, a, was not good. It was, he was their, awful, what? right?
2: He was their fourth yes. most important reliever in the World Series.
3: Ye- yes, it does. Joe
2: Kelly was a better pitcher for the Red Sox late yes. October than Craig Kimbrell
3: was. And and I, I would like to see if there's evidence that something truly has gone wrong with him. I would like to see that. Yeah, and I don't know and that. I, that. I might And I might rethink saying. my stance here. Um, but where i where I would come back and say say this is the window now is open, yes, like I agree. like we thought it might be open just a little bit, and Cleveland's not going to be that that good Kansas City's awful, Detroit's going to be god awful. I think the White Sox are a a year away from being extremely competitive, but I think the White Sox are not going to be great. I think they might be good um so if I'm the twins what I am examining right now is the opportunity I have in this division. And I think it's huge. And I know it's 12 games in, yeah. but we just saw D- Detroit and Derek Detroit's terrible. Yeah, that's a big Kansas city team. is going to be, they are terrible. They'll lose hundred games. Yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland might not be terrible, but they're certainly not going to be as good as we once imagined that they would be. And, and with the, direction they're going i could very easily see them trading a top line pitcher in july and just bailing out okay now they're potentially gone then sure chicago i think will compete at some point but i'm pretty sure it's not going to be in 2019 and if you're if you're the twins i realize the kimbrel investment might be considered significant from your end but you're also a business, yeah, and you're also trying to sell tickets, right? Oh, I agree. And you are and, how'd that
2: go over the weekend, by the way?
3: Well, and but this is a, But this is your. But this is your chance in an extremely competitive market where the Wolves and Wild are massive disappointments. The Vikings might not be a massive disappointment, but they're coming off a disappointing eight, seven, and one season. This is your chance to basically snap your fingers and say, "Pay attention." I get it, and so all of these things are why. If I'm the Twins, from both a baseball and a business standpoint, I, I think you can declare a month in, things have changed from what we initially thought.
2: I agree with the the window is open. This is this is to me in my mind. A dozen games in, don't care. This is the first year of the Byron Buxton, Max Kepler, Jorge Polanco era of the Twins, and that's what I'm calling it. I just came up with that now.
3: That's what we're gonna don't call forget it. Miguel Canel. <laughs> Uh, I mean, as hoop? soon as he gets back from his mm. injury and decides to play baseball again.
2: So I think that the window has opened and they can compete for a postseason spot this year, which is something I was 50-50 on in the winter. You know me. I was like walking that fence of, I agree with yeah, you. they're an okay team, but you. like totally. Cleveland's yes. better. Yes, I think that the fact that the window's open now doesn't change my fact, doesn't change my stance that relievers have been massively overpaid and you're more likely to regret that contract than to be happy you What's your it.
3: answer then? Okay, it's a great question. What's your answer to what they're doing right now? Because they are running out some guys from that bullpen, some guys who are capable, but they are also putting guys in who you're like, you are you are setting up defeats. And, so, and, and I'm tired of, but Rocco, if he had only left this guy in, it's not how they're going to operate, okay right so and and mm-hmm. keep in mind everything Rocco does, this is not old school baseball. Everything he does is is from the power structure, right? Yes. Thad and Derek and Rocco decide and talk about these things. Probably and, more names than that. And they're yes. right, right. But they are, but they are preordained decisions. <laughs> so, like to say, what's Rocco Baldelli doing? He's following is, the script exactly. Yeah. And so, we, so, but but if that's the script, then you cannot put actors in that can't act, and that's what you're doing right now.
1: And and we know now, based off of a year and a couple of starts into this season that Jake Rizzi, the likelihood that Jake Rizzi is going to be able to give you anything more than five innings, whether he's starting or he has an opener yeah. in front of him, yeah, is true. very, very low. So, so I'm, you know when, when it's Jake Rizzi's turn to pitch, you're going to have to go into your bullpen.
2: Yep, and you could say the same thing about Martin Perez. A nice yep. start the other day, yep. six innings. But that's how this works. And I- <laughs> I, I got to laugh because I get along well with uh, Blackjack, Jack Morris. But the most predictable keys to the game that I've ever seen in my life was Blackjack saying yesterday on the broadcast on Fox Sports North that he's got to go deep in the ball game. And the key to the game is the starter goes deep. Because like the Twins aren't going to operate that way with right. the number of their stars. Barrios, yes. Mm-hmm. Give me three turns through the batting order if you can get eight and, you know, Bring a two hit shutty into the eighth inning and hand it over to Taylor Rogers, feeling great about it. Of course, I'll take that. Right, but like Martín Pérez or or Michael Pineda, you're just not going to ask him to go eight. So the bullpen does matter. Yes, I agree with you there. Yes, but I don't look at this as like this huge glaring weakness. In fact, I think they've pitched worse than their actual talent level is. I think Trevor May's better than this. I think Blake Parker's better than this. Even Alberto Mejia, who had a just a forgettable, disastrous outing yesterday. He's the reason they lost the but game. he's been bad like three times. Yes. I, he is. He's not been
3: good for, for the bullpen, me, out, out of the bullpen.
2: How many guys are we? We're up to 11, 12 arms in, on the pitching staff, including the starters. Ada Mejia is the most frustrating, period. Because he has the stuff. He should be able to get big league hitters out. And in yesterday's outing, he goes 0-2 on four hitters so, and can't finish so
3: them. So how do you fix this? Well, If you're not going to go do something... How do you figure, you can't be you can't be in good conscience forfeiting wins in a division where right. you're going to get they're, they're going to look damn stupid if Cleveland if a bad Cleveland team wins this thing by two games because they decided, well, it's going to, to work and listen. If I'm going to be on board with the philosophy, which is which is to handcuff starters to the bullpen, which is what they're doing, which I'm fine with. That's how baseball works. Now I accept it. Yep. Jose Barrias is not going to be told, give us nine, kid, and rest the bullpen. Okay. Yeah. I'm willing to accept that. That's how baseball works. Sure. But if I'm going to accept that, I need to see you do smart things. Right. Like you can't you can't um submarine yourself then and be like, well, we didn't see this. No. Right. So and- so Derek, Thad, and Rocco, if you're going to do what you're doing. And I'm going to accept it, and the fan base is as well. Then you've got to do something that makes you look smart.
2: And here's the frustrating thing: is from all for all of us commoners on the outside, uh, us simple folk who don't get this and couldn't possibly think at the level of the Twins front office. It's really frustrating.
3: You said that with a, that
2: was a good well, shot. Can you feel the the, the, the condescension yes. in my tone?
3: Yeah, you're you were <laughs> you were using a condescending tone back to their condescension. It is so uh, uh maddening and I'm this
2: isn't my opinion. I'm I'm representing an audience here. It is so frustrating when people who are supposed to be ten times smarter than you do dumb things.
3: Well, and especially when they do them on purpose, which is what they're doing right now. Right. They're They're doing this
2: on purpose. They are betting on their ability to project the Twins pitching staff, starters and relievers, and saying what I just said, which is, but I think they're better than this. Yes, Let's give it some time. Yes, Let's hold up. At the same time, as frustrating as that is, man, if you think it's a two or three win gap over the course of a summer— it's hard for me to justify spending 50 million dollars on that. That's just that's a big investment. And I don't even care about the draft pick. Like some people are going to say, "Oh, but wait oh, till yeah. June, sign him." Yeah. Up. I don't care about that. It's your right. it's like well, it's like the 90th pick in the draft or whatever. I, I that doesn't that doesn't cause pause in my thought process. What causes pause is the 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 trail off in October, the fact that he wasn't dominant Craig Kimbrel the last time we saw him. Yeah. Let's be honest. And the fact that every reliever this side of a world is Chapman has been probably overpaid over the past five years. And now there's this like market correction of, well, we don't want to pay for that. Oh, well, we don't want to pay big money for that. While I don't love the greater trend in baseball of backing off, paying good players to make a good team, I get it with the bullpen. I get not wanting to take that big bet and going and sinking $45, $50 million into one arm that you don't think is going to change you in a big way.
1: Question for both of you gentlemen. Yes, sir. How many arms in the Twins bullpen right now, as it's currently constructed, do you trust
3: completely? Ba- so to a that, point that you where just I would trust
1: team, that you can that you would Hildenberger bring, bring that guy in, and you're fairly at the very least fairly confident that he can get out.
3: Hildenberger, right now, now now if he's used too much, I think it could be a problem. But but if you're just asking the question on April, what, whatever today is, Hildenberger for sure for me. Sixteenth, paid
2: my taxes yesterday.
3: Well, good for you. That's oh, that's very good. I told Manny I would. He said last Friday. <laughs> um, Rodgers. <laughs> Rodgers for sure.
2: I, I trust one guy. It's just Taylor Rogers for me. Hildenberger, you don't trust So, so you, Taylor you Rogers should be is coming nice to pitcher. my side
3: even more then. I think you got to figure out. You said you don't trust anybody but one guy. Well, how can you with the way it's going right now? Blake Parker scares the living bejeebers out of me.
2: I love his splitter just like I love Ryan Harper's curveball. But I don't look at that and say, Yeah, I trust that guy with a one run lead in October. No. There's I, only no, one I'm, guy right now.
3: Okay. I'll give you two then. That's it though. Hildeberger
2: and
1: Rogers. Yeah.
3: Beyond that, beyond that, I, I cannot in good conscience say, you know, in October, go to it.
1: Yeah. I can't. No, My no, thing with Blake Parker, I, I said it yesterday. The only thing that scares me about Blake Parker, he's got to stop walking, guys.
2: Yeah. That's the same thing with Trevor he just, May. He comes
1: like, in and he just puts guys stuff, on base. You got nasty stuff, man.
2: You got nasty stuff, and if you're not throwing it over the plate to mm-hmm. Manny's point, somebody standing on first base there. Now yep.
3: it's Harry. But even if now you, it's a little ugly. But but let's say let's say that in a month and a half from now, you trust Hildenberger, Rogers, and May. Sure. And Parker is iffy, but he's a guy. That's to get out. That's still not enough. Yeah. You like that hope. doesn't get you there. You gotta hope there's more. And and if Cleveland looked fantastic, I'd say, you know what, it's fine. Just it's fine. Just <laughs> it's, it's a learning scene. Allow summer. it to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Cleveland's not. You're going to have every yeah. opportunity and I'm sorry in this environment in this market in baseball right now if you if you have an opportunity to take hold, do it. Do it. And it's doable. Now now the only thing is if you're right, if if they have intelligence that Kimberl something is really wrong, then that changes the the discussion and I would love to find that out. But if they don't, make the move. Take a quick break. Come back on the Score North Twin Show. We're going to try to
2: talk to a guy who knows a thing or two about relieving in the big leagues. Glenn Perkins joins us next. Manny Hill, Judd Zolgad, Derek Wetmore on the Score North Twin Show.
0: This feels right. Let's pursue this further. Score North. Minnesota sports. Anytime, anywhere. Score North.
1: An area hospital. A chopper to second. Picked up by Kinsler And the, the wins it. The final of 5-3. Gets the save and the AL wins in Derek Jeter's final all-star game appearance.
2: What a moment that was. Uh, This is Score North Twin Show. I'm Derek Wetmore with Judd Zolgad and Manny Hill. We're joined by the man who got that save at Target Field, Glenn Perkins. Glenn, how are you?
0: Good. I guess I must be getting old
1: if you're playing five-year-old highlights. I had to do it for you, Perk. I had to do it. Welcome, Welcome to the club. Everybody. That was good. We're all
3: getting old, Perk. We're all getting old. Don't sweat it. I'm almost 50.
2: Uh, Glenn, we were talking about bullpen before, and Judd's got a hot take about the Twins getting Craig Kimbrell. Um, let me ask you in a, kind of a specific of the game from yesterday where you see it. What's the thought process when you're out in that bullpen and a teammate like Ediberto Mejia, good pitcher, good stuff, goes out there and gets himself into a bunch of 0-2 counts and, and, and can't quite finish it, turns into a messy outing. What's that uh, What's that feeling like out there in the pen?
0: It's it's frustrating because you 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 know uh, want to be out there. I'm sure Taylor Rodgers wanted to be out there. I'm sure Trevor Hilder wanted, Hildenberger wanted to be out there you got you got what seven six seven eight guys down there they they need to get the job done and that's mm-hmm. what it boils down to and and you know ed Albert, alberto last night was ahead of like the first four guys oh one oh two yeah you got to put them away you got to make a pitch and uh he didn't do that and you know it it, it comes down to you're going to need all those guys and that's the the stretch that they're in with 20 out of 21 and 20 out of 21 those things where you're going to need more guys and it's it's uh you gotta have guys step up, and you have to realize that if you know, it, it, it's it, it's two parts. One is you got to win those games. You got to find a way to win a game like that last night to be then in, in there at the end. That's a game that they, you know, if if they're one out or two out, uh, at coming down to the end of the season, that they're gonna think, dang, you know, we gave that one away, we gave that one away, and those add up over the course of the year. The other part is you need all the guys. You need your whole bullpen. It's not one guy. It's not it's not Hildy. It's not just Taylor Rodgers. You need guys to step up and so you have to realize that you know as a guy that wants to be out there that sometimes it's best that you have a day to to recover and then you'll be ready for the next day and and you know it's just it's unfortunate a situation like that that it you know the other guys didn't get the job done.
3: So Perk what's your faith in this bullpen as a whole and and my point about Kimberly is is if you bring in a guy like that I think certain components of uh the bullpen as they exist now could actually slot into roles in which they're better. So I just see see his possible addition as basically putting the pieces of the puzzle in the bullpen together in, in a way that would fit probably a little bit more than it fits right now.
0: You're not you're not wrong about that. I'm sure there's more more to it than hey, let's just put this guy in there. Sure. Uh, it raises the ceiling. Obviously, if, if they sign him, he's the best reliever they have. Uh, it, it also raises the floor because the worst guy goes. And, and then there's a guy that's better than him. That's in the, in the last spot. So it, it does both of those things. It just, it, there's more to it than, Hey, let's just get this guy. You know, it, it, nobody really knows what he's asking for yet. Nobody knows what he'll sign on the dotted line for right now today. And I think that's kind of what everybody's waiting around to see is, is when he's going to come down for what he wants and, and, Somebody's going to get him, and somebody's going to be really happy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see him on the Twins. I'd love to see him on my team, whatever. But it, it, there's there's just so much more to it than than it's simply just saying, "Hey, come play for the Twins." And uh, you know, so it it just you got to let those things play out. And in the meantime, guys like Mejia and and those guys. I mean, Ryan Harper had a good inning last yeah. night. So, so guys, step up, and and you know, so that then you see that. So that's the positive in it that hey, this is a guy that next time out we can go to and, and we know that he, that he got the job done and that, and that we like his stuff, we like his breaking ball, he can get the job done. So there's, there's a lot more that goes into it. But it, it definitely, I mean, for somebody to say that it wouldn't help. I mean, you, you could ask Derek or bad right now and they're going to say, well, yeah, that's going to make us better. And, and that's kind of the argument that everybody makes. Is, hey, why don't you make your team as good as you can? Yeah. There's a lot more that goes into it than simply just calling a guy and saying, hey, come, come play for us.
1: Perk, do you think there's any concern, or, or I guess a better question for you would be, does the the struggles that Kimbrel had in the postseason, specifically in the World Series last year, concern you at all? Does that give you a little bit of pause in terms of wanting to bring a guy like that in?
0: Well, relievers just by nature are volatile. I mean, it, you know, you, you see guys pop up and have a good year or two. He's been a little more consistent than most. Yeah. He still had, what, a 2-7-something during the regular season. He walked a guy every other inning, but he still struck out. I mean, he struck out I think ninety some guys in sixty innings or sixty five innings, so it's all there it's a small sample size and and i I think, along with the twins front office would would avoid that, and you know there's a lot more again there that goes into it with with pressure and and the end of the season. I never got to experience that, but I'm sure that as you wear down and as you get deeper into a season, uh and he's got a lot of miles on his on his arm, and he's he, a high velocity, smaller stature guy. There, there's. I mean, that that's why he didn't get a five year deal. Sure. You know, I I think that's it, and that definitely when you get up to the your late twenties, early thirties, you're not going to see as many guys, and and even now going forward, you know, you see what happens with some older guys. They're, they're, you're going to have to take a lesser deal, and I think he probably overshot what he's worth right now. Um, but again, I mean, you know, he he he, he got the outs during the regular season. He still had a great year. He's still one of the best, if not you know he he's a for sure a top 5 guy I call it in in reliever in major league baseball so mm. um you know you you want to try to keep those terms as short as possible and you know it, it, at at some point you think he's probably going to take a pretty good big one year deal and as any team any guy that runs a team will tell you there's no no such thing as a bad one year deal so <laughs> i think that's kind of what you're going to end up seeing from him is signing something pretty big for one year and and trying to get next year
2: sure Glenn Perkins, our guest on the Score North Twin Show. He is the star of Glenn Perkins on Baseball Thursdays at 1 o'clock on Score North. Glenn, you were the players rep for the Twins for a couple of years, and I got to ask you the loaded question. Does it concern you what you're seeing in the marketplace the last couple of years across Major League Baseball, where they're good players unsigned as spring training begins?
0: Yeah, it, it, it does. It's a bad look for the game. I mean, you know, you see what the NFL does. You see what the NBA does. These guys sign the day after the season ends and uh, it, it's not a good look for the game and having guys like Craig Kimber, like Dallas Keiko, the people that everyone's talking about here, not playing right now is, is a bummer. And I feel for those guys, I know both those guys and I'm sure they're, you know, they want to play. And, but you, you, get, you get, you also get to a point where you have to, to stand firm and, and um, You know what you're worth and not suppressing the value for a guy behind you or for yourself sure and so it it, that that sucks and but that's the nature of the game right now it's not good i can tell you that i mean and and you see the arguments that that some writers make that hey you know they still handed out a billion whatever dollars in money (laughs) well it's not you know there was two big guys two kind of once in a generation ish guys that got a lot of that And the rest were extensions, which are still good, but you're underpaid. You know those guys end up signing below market value extensions versus what they used to would potentially get on the free agent market. So the owners, I mean, it's plain as day what they're doing is is they're trying to sign guys to extensions because they end up paying them less. It probably equals out that value. Guys for a long time were underpaid and then overpaid, and I think they're trying to get the balance back to hey, we're gonna we want to underpay these guys and then pay them what they're worth. And and then and then we're able to cut bait at thirty five or thirty six and not pay these guys till they're forty two, which hard to argue with that, you know. And, and on the outside looking in now, not being a player, I see where they're coming from. It's just, and, it, and it's it's one of those things where you where you get so used to the way it was with Albert Pujol signing, with Robinson Cano signing, with A Rod signing, guys opting out, and signing bigger deals, that you start to see guys taking deals and it's hard again now an average fan or whatever is going to say well yeah nolan Arenado signed for 200 whatever million dollars what you know what's wrong with that and it, it, i think it, when anybody says that to me it's hey the owners are getting that money if the players aren't and and so yeah. who do you want to have that extra hundred million that that guy should be getting paid you, the, you know the the rich the super duper duper rich owner or the super duper rich baseball player that you actually enjoy going and watching play mm-hmm. and that and that's what it boils down to and they're 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 doing a good job. I mean, the the owners obviously, you know, avoiding the, the collusion thing, you know, which is I think going to be something that as time goes on here toward the next CBA is going to come up that how much are you guys really exchanging numbers with each other and figuring those things out to, to make offers where, you know, they're, they're very similar or nobody's going to offer this guy and they're going to they're bleed him out until he has to sign or he wants to sign or he's like, hey, I'm done sitting here. You know, that that'll be the more interesting thing. I don't think it's as much. Guys, guys aren't signing in for agency, is, is, hey, how much are you as owners banding together to make sure that guys are getting less money? I think that's going to be the the bigger issue going forward.
3: So, Parker, players afraid? I mean, the the Braves extensions, to me, seem to be exhibit A, of, of guys signing extensions at young ages that I don't get. Are players basically being bullied? Are they scared? Because why why are the, these extensions being signed when, when, to your point, it seems like it, it would make a whole lot more sense to roll the dice and and try and hit the market in, let's say, four or five years as opposed to signing now to a, an eight-year extension?
0: Yeah, I mean, and, you know, you see, I think it was Albies, the one yeah. that everybody's
3: kind of down on
0: and you know what we don't know is what it's like to grow up in a foreign country and in the conditions that they grew up in the poverty that they grew up in and when they get 35 million dollars put in front of them that's a lot of money to anybody but i I think that's probably even more money to them when people are are making you know hundreds of dollars a month in in a good job there that you're like you know what this is this is going to take care of my family for generations down there and it's hard to turn that down now the economics say you know here don't do that and and so you don't know what it's like. I, I hate to put myself, and I would never put myself in, in in that position to think. You know, this guy made a bad choice, and and that's that's kind of the thing that I've I've always butted heads as far as the way the players' union operated was. You don't know what that's like, and and if I have a chance when I sign my deal, if I have a chance to set my family up and to be able to make sure that that we're going to be okay, I'm going to take that opportunity too. Now, those guys, a position player, there's there's variables there, but. You know, the, I think the other one that got the, uh, Acuna, I mean, it's, it's $100 million. I don't think yeah. at any point in any career that, that's a bad, I, I have a hard time saying that he shouldn't have done that. Cause then you can look at it like a Keiko turned down a $100 million a couple of years ago and now he's sitting at home not playing. Yeah. So it, it, it it's tough. I mean, it, it's really tough. And, and I think it's even harder for those guys when they get that money put in front of them. I mean, that's a lot of money and that's, that's 10 times more money down in the Dominican than it is here. Mm. And, uh, I, you know, I don't blame those guys, Uh, you know, that, that's something where maybe an agent needs to advise them a little better, I guess, and and kind of lay out, Hey, this is, this is your floor and and what you might be able to make as long as you stay healthy. And and then, you know, this is what they're offering you. And I think Albies probably came in with his extension a little bit below that floor, a lot of it below that floor, but again, 35 million bucks for a 20 some year old kid that, you know, came out of the Dominican, uh, you know, they know what they're doing. The, the, the ownership groups, the, the LRD, those guys are smart people, and, and they're uh, they're taking advantage of, of definitely of the of the climate and what they've done. And it's it's all those things go together. When they say, "Hey, look," you know, a team's going to meet with a guy and they're going to say, "Hey, look, these guys aren't even signing as free agents. So, what you want to get to free agency? Good luck with that. Hmm. You know, take this money now." And guys start to believe it, and it's a it's a it's a two pronged attack on on salaries in and baseball, and. and you know, so far the owners are winning. Yeah,
2: Perk, uh, we've been we've been down a little bit in this show today about the bullpen and all that. I gotta say, balance it out with a little positivity here. Uh, kind of loving what I'm seeing from Byron Buxton at the plate so far this year. What do you think?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's a, it's kind of a whole team philosophy shift of attacking earlier in the count. I think that's the one thing you see him, and you always think, you know, hey, you worked at count, play deep, you know. Get, get take the pitcher you know just to, to two two to three two and then and then make them pay and and drive up his pitch count all those things and i, I think you saw him a lot of times leaving hittable pitches out there and then you get to a situation where hey I, I, you can expand and take advantage of a guy that hasn't seen the plate appearances in his career in the big leagues those things and and he's attacking early he's seeing a pitch and he's gonna go get it and uh it goes back to when I saw him at Twins Fest and the confidence that he had. I had a, a chat with him just about not getting called up last year. And kind of the same things that happened to Dozier, the same things that happened to me hmm. ten years ago. That take take it as motivation. That hey, go out there and, and, and play and, and be a good teammate. But play for yourself. That that it's 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 your name on the back of that jersey and it's it's your paycheck and it's it's your career. So so you know own that and and go out and just and. and and do everything you can do to the better you play, the better you feel, the better your team's going to be. And and so it's okay to be selfish in those situations. And I think we're seeing that where he's just going to do his thing and, and hoping that everybody else does their thing and, and then they'll be okay. So rather than trying to do too much or trying to do what everybody else is telling him, he's doing what he wants to do. And, and you know, there's not a a guy on that team that I'd I'd rather have doing what he wants to do than Byron Buxton, and it's it's fun to watch. Yeah,
2: he he looks dangerous right now. Perk, we're going to let you go. We'll talk to you Thursday at 1 o'clock for Glenn Perkins on baseball. See you, Perk. All right, guys. That was Glenn Perkins on the Score North Twin Show. We'll come back. He he said some interesting things there about the climate in baseball. Maybe talk about that next on the Score North Twin Show. Manny Hill, Judd Zolgad, and Derek Wetmore. Talk to you in a minute.
0: Takes North Cool ScoreNorth.com. Uh-oh.
1: A deep drive down the left field line and gone into the second deck. A three-run home run. Crone second, and the Twins take a three-to-one lead.
2: Dick Bramer, Fox Sports North, on the call. You're listening to the Score North Twins Show. CJ Crone got all of that one. It was that's two in two days. It was a blast. Uh, If you like what you hear. We talk Twins baseball five days a week on the Score North Twins show. You could just go to Apple or Spotify and search Score North Twins. That's S-K-O-R, North Twins. Manny Hill's on the other side of the glass with Judd get. I'm Derek Wetmore. We were just talking with former Twins closer Glenn Perkins about sort of the state of contracts in baseball and how it's a little disconcerting to see the free agents stretch in. And now he brings up the contract extension spree that we saw into spring training and even into the regular season. Uh, Judd, I know from talking with you in the past, this has got you pretty concerned.
3: Well, I just, uh, with, with what we've seen transpire with guys, not signing, with this rash of extensions now, which is odd at best, I think the word perk used was under market value. Yes, for those. yes, and and I think I think they are the result of of the owners and the teams doing a very good job of scaring players into being like, oh my gosh, look at if Dallas Keuchel just sits there or Craig Kimbrell just sits there, I'm going to take the cash now. Um, I, all signs to me, unless things change drastically, point to a, a work stoppage when this CBA is up, which I think is after 2021, mm-hmm. is that correct? Uh, for 2021. For 2021, because this is this is a union that has traditionally been extremely strong, extremely strong. Now, to the credit of baseball, we have not had a, a strike since 1994, but I just, I see the owners pushing too much, and the players have not pushed back. Now, Tony Clark, who is in charge of the union right now, I wouldn't be surprised if he's out here eventually. But I got to believe that they're going to get somebody in power and strong enough to push back. And unless things change drastically, which I don't think they're going to, I'm not going to be surprised at all if we see some type of work stoppage when the CBA is up.
2: Well, that's why I almost wonder. You're a guy making 550 grand, 600 grand in your first one or two years in the big leagues. Yep. If you see the writing on the wall that
3: that might happen. You might have a year without paychecks. Maybe just take that money now. Well, that might be it. Yeah. But it's still, it's still, it's not good. It's not good for a union that once was incredibly strong. Mm. It's not, yeah. you know, the football union's a complete joke. The players association in football is they <laughs> disband. Like you do nothing. Mm. Like you do nothing for your clientele, but baseball was incredibly strong. It doesn't seem to be as strong and and for all baseball's faults, they're still making Derek a ton of yeah. money. Like yeah. this is not a sport that's yeah. starved for cash. Right. They got faults, but that's not one of them.
1: So what do you what do you guys think then? Is if they if they do have a work stoppage, as you say, Judd, what is ultimately going to be the resolution to, to to end the work stoppage in terms of like contract or contract construction? Are they? Do you think they should? think about going the route that the NBA has where you put a cap on how many years a player gets on a contract where they have like love, max contracts. I'd love to see that certain, the certain type of yes, extensions that players that. can get off of. Cause in the NBA, you know, certain players can get certain types of extensions depending yeah. on, you know, where they were drafted and how good they are and things like that. Here's
3: what I don't get. And, and so free agency baseball, I believe started in uh, circa 1976 or so. Okay. I looked this up to become a free agent in baseball starting then it took 6 years of service time check it now it's the same how can you if <laughs> yeah. if if i yeah. am the union i want 3 and i'll probably take 4 before i am free and clear to leave you push 6 for, 6 push for three, years take 4 6 yeah. years is ridiculous and and Owners and management have abused this beyond belief. Chris Bryant, Byron Buxton, Vlad Guerrero, Guerrero Jr. This, the, You know, this Toronto thing is a complete and utter joke. He's, yeah, he should be up you know, right now. Tatis, Tatis is up with, with the Padres because okay the veterans took the owner out and begged him basically to not send this kid down because he can help him win ball games. But I start with it's 2020 or so. We're not waiting six years.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
3: You know, Byron Buxton should not have to wait six years. Yeah, and
2: salary floor would help, too, because then you got to spend that money. You see it in the NBA. You're not going to mm-hmm. go out and you could, if you want to do the tankathon. thon if this rule wasn't in place, you could just sign me, Judd, and Manny off the street and say, let's go, boys, 36 minutes a night. And you'd lose every game. Well, actually, I don't know. I haven't played basketball with you guys before, but I'm guessing we'd lose every game. And you don't spend any money Most on the American roster. Sure. You get Zion Williamson next year, and life is good. Well... Can't do that. You got to fill it up with something. Of course, and baseball could do well to do the same thing with revenues exploding. I'd like to see some of that going back to the players. And right now,
3: it's not clear that that's happening. Question two: Baseball now uh, post Astros is big on tanking. But my question to you, Derek, is this: Do baseball teams across the board know how how to tank? It seems like there's just this. Well, Houston, you know, won about 12 games and it was a great idea. Do do you so? With all the teams that basically look like they've gone non-competitive, do you think that there is a sound philosophy? Because it seems to me that some are just like, well, we'll try and lose, and if we don't lose, at least we're not spending much.
2: Yeah, no, that's the thing. Is like The Astros had the eye on the World Series. We'll tank, get great players, and it'll work. Theo did it in Chicago. We're not going to be good. He said it in his intro presser. This is going to be a tough time to be a Cubs fan, but we'll pay it off. Mm And they did. So, you know, credit to them and credit to the Astros for doing the same thing. But I mean, like, if you want to get cynical about it, Judd, and I know you do, because I can see that look on your face. (laughs) If you want to get cynical about it, you can say, okay, if you're an owner and you don't think you're going to win the World Series, tanking is still the way to go because it's cheaper. You could say, yeah, we're going to pay this off with the World Series. Guess what? Not every team gets to pay it off with the World Series. You're going to see some teams go into a losing rut and have no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You know
3: rainbow. who bugs me right now? Do you know what bugs me? Cleveland. Because Cleveland's got this pitching, this godsend starting pitching, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, and this, this winter, with basically one last chance to prop up that pitching, they're like, we're not drawing now, nah, we're out.
1: Isn't that the deal? Isn't it's the tough. deal within those like they've been losing money the last couple yeah, but, of years? Yeah, but they have. I'm not defending right. it. I'm just uh, that's, but that's bothers, been their excuse. But it bothers me because. I also don't believe it, but. Right, yeah. <laughs>
3: okay. And they're not trying to, and, and they're not necessarily even tanking. They just don't really give a damn. Mm-hmm. As a sports fan, that bothers me.
2: Well, here's what would bug you more. I think the Indians, I don't think it's they don't give a damn. I think it's that they are cocksure. I think they came into this winter and said, you know what? The twins aren't that good. Yeah, we only won 91 games last year, but we're probably a better team than that. Like, I I kind of think this starting staff and those two
3: MVPs on the left side of the infield, I, I kind of think they're going to just carry us but to an easy division win. They certainly win. didn't get the okay to prop themselves up. And, no, Dolan, and Dolan basically said, ah, whatever. So that's the tough part, because it looks like a good team
2: that maybe thought it was better than it is. And again, we're only 12, 13, 15 games in some cases into the season, yeah. but it looks like they overplayed that hand of the quote-unquote dominant team in the division. That That's what would frustrate me as an Indians fan, is that you were so arrogant to think that the Twins could never keep up, could never go sign a Nelson Cruz, grab a CJ Cron, Jonathan Scope, and make this thing work, and... The Twins, at least in the early goings, the first couple of weeks, they look like a
3: team to be reckoned with. I think baseball goes out, and and I think the one good good thing, and this happened to hockey in two thousand five. I think the one good thing is they come back with a bunch of new rules to make the game more fun to watch. Oh yeah, I think that's the one. That's the one thing that hockey did. They came back and said our product is not that great. I'm on board. Baseball needs needs you know what, to take though? some. And, and I'm listen. I'm a big baseball fan. Yeah, I'm a traditionalist for the most part. But you can't watch this flawed game now and not think that there there is not at least room to try and improve things. Right? Yeah, I agree with that. I do think I like baseball. I think baseball is good right now.
2: The narrative that it is dead and dying and bloodied along the way is just it's 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 miscast in my mind. Yeah. It can still get better. as a As a baseball fan, I'm not sad about the strikeouts and the home runs and launch angle and max velo and all of that. That doesn't bother me. I like it. It's fun. I
3: still think that baseball can improve its game and they should look to do it. Football, basketball and and hockey on the court or field has or ice has never been better.
1: Baseball is the one sport where I look at and say you could really improve yourself. Quick question for both of you. Do you think can baseball survive having an entire season canceled like the NHL did? On a work stoppage. Well, it can survive it. Oh, yeah. It's they got just, money. Well, can, can they come back and recover from it, I guess, is
2: Yeah, it's question. not like they're yeah. going to... You know how? They're not going to turn away a lot of millennials. <laughs> steroids. Go, go steroids. back to... 98. <laughs> go back to
3: steroids. Cartoon That's characters, great. Manny. I love it. They uh, sell.
2: See you guys. Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill. I'm Derek Wetmore. Thanks for listening to Score North Wind Show.